Satan. And welcome to issue 35 of 3Resine Presents Popcast, a.k.a. the TomCast Popcast. My name is Tom. Hello, Popheads. Joining me tonight for this excellent show is the outrageous Roger Smith. I am most triumphant. Also known as ExomegaGold on Twitter and on the Instagrams. Yes. Are you enjoying that social media game? Uh, yeah, as much as you can, I guess. <laughs> I can hear you. I can hear you. And if uh, if you happen to be a person with awesome tastes and uh, you can smell what this show is cooking, please follow the awesome small independent podcast on social media at TomCast underscore PopCast on Twitter and at the TomCast underscore PopCast on Instagram. Remember, this is the pop culture podcast that knows the multiverse has at least one version of this podcast that features a talking dog. At least one. Somewhere out there, it exists. <laughs> we will find it. We must. Roger, what have you been up to lately? Oh, man. Lately. I feel like it's been a blur. I don't even remember. Let's see. This, <laughs> what did I even do this weekend? Um, well, most recently, I actually just went to the uh, the Rickmobile, was at uh, Modern Times yesterday. So that was pretty cool. Uh, went there, waited in a line that was way too long. Now, the Rickmobile is, is Rick and Morty, not like Rick from The Walking Dead with yes, the Mobile, yes, right? Rick and Morty. It's okay. a bunch of Rick and Morty merch. All uh, right. It looks like a giant Rick. Like, you know, the old Oscar Mayer hot dog, but imagine Rick instead. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a very apt description. Yeah, so went to that, waited in line, had a beer. It was at Modern Times. Uh, overall, it was fun. Nice. Yeah. You snagged a t-shirt as well. Got a t-shirt, got a Mr. Poopy Butthole pillow, you know. Yes, the, you did. For the missus. That's what, I'm pretty sure that's what I saw in the back of your car. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely what it was. And a, <laughs> uh, and a little Pickle Rick pop. Which Pickle Rick? The one with the laser. Ooh, nice. So that one. That's a nice one. That one's pretty cool. So yeah. Uh, as, as big as my addiction to the Funko Pops is, and as out of control as it is, <laughs> uh, I have resisted most of the Rick and Morty Pops because, much like the theme of the show, there, there are infinite Ricks and Mortys <laughs> that you can purchase and that will be made yeah, in time. Definitely. But Pickle Rick... Uh, is is one of the ones I have picked up for myself. I've picked up the two, the two first pickle ricks that came out, mm-hmm. and uh, snowballs, a couple ah. of snowballs. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, snowballs pretty rad. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool, and that's definitely pop culture centric. So it works out just well, just great for our show. Yeah, you've been watching or seeing any anything in the theaters or on the screens that you're enjoying. Uh, let's see. The last thing I was watching was The Boys. I got started on that one. I just watched episode one, and I loved it. Yeah, same here. So I think we're at the same spot. Okay, <laughs> you know, perfect. It's not for not wanting to watch more. I just have not had any time. But um, it's really good so far. It's really good. I'm hoping to be able to get through. I'm gonna try. And, I'm gonna try and knock it out quick. All right. <laughs> because as we'll discuss later in the show, uh-huh. I found out I've I sort of had something slip off the radar that I'm like, oh shit, maybe I should have watched that. <laughs> but we'll, we'll get into that in a little, little tiny bit. Yeah. Uh, Roger, what are we drinking today, my friend? We got a couple, we got some beer in front of us. Yeah, yeah, we're doing a uh, Citrus and Piney from the Hop Concept. It's got uh, Amarillo, Centennial, Chinook, Citra, CTZ, and Simcoe. So it's an 8.5 percenter, means business. Um... And it's drinking pretty good. You definitely get a lot of that. Uh, it's it says the notes are uh, orange, uh, orange peel and honey. Yeah. You definitely get a lot of that rindiness, and the honey's not too overpowering. It's just a little bit on there, so it's definitely pretty drinkable, and uh, definitely not a, you know, hazy IPA. This is pretty, 
pretty old school. Yeah, I, I love that the hop concepts got these in cans now. Yeah, um, I always I was always a fan of the bombers because mm-hmm. uh, they were doing that that hop freshener was is the name of the series that yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. on, the, on the on that twenty two ounce bottle, like that label just looked like an air freshener. Yeah, it was yeah, really it was very cool. cool. Uh, but you know it. I prefer the can format anyway, so yeah. this is this is this is progress in my book. Yeah, and uh, you know the I think the can says it all. Inhale, drink fresh. <laughs> yeah, you definitely get a lot of the nose. Even like opening up the can, I was saying like, wow, I can smell the nose just you know from a foot away. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the name says it all: citrus and piney. Yeah, it's it's all you need, really. God damn it! At eight and a half, that beer is gonna announce its presence with authority. <laughs> it means business. It does mean business, just like us on this podcast. Yeah. Oh my. God, how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, others might disagree. Yeah, well, you can. <laughs> Let's start with a little bit of news today. Let's do it. Venom 2 has a director. Yes. Andy Serkis uh, will be directing Venom 2. <laughs> Andy Serkis, if you do not know, is is most famously Gollum. Yeah, he's, he's or the Smeagol. King, or Smeagol. He's the king of motion <laughs> capture in, in Hollywood. Uh, he's been... Uh, Dabbling in the in the directing milieu recently, mm-hmm. he did the the Mowgli movie that's on I think it's on Netflix or on Amazon right now. You can stream oh, okay. that. It's a very dark version of the Jungle Book. Nice with all you know with a lot of mocap because that's like his area of expertise. Yeah. So it makes a certain amount of sense that uh, he comes over and helms Venom. Yeah. I don't think if they're okay. Well, I was gonna say if there's one flaw in Venom, but we I think we all know there's lots of flaws in Venom. <laughs> there's a few. Yeah. But. <laughs> You and I were on the same page that despite those flaws, it's still a somewhat, not even more than somewhat, an above average enjoyable movie. We had fun with it. We had yeah, fun with like, it. We, we kind of leaned into the craziness of yeah, it. Yeah, we, we put aside the flaws. We're like, we, we took it for what it was, a just crazy, weird Venom movie. And, you know, we gave it the benefit of the doubt. We yeah. And, and and I guess a takeaway from that from that movie was that uh, the original director Ruben Fleischer didn't necessarily leave a mark on the franchise that yeah. needs to be uh, worried that anyone needs to be worried about following or replicating or mm-hmm. stepping into his shoes or anything like that. I yeah. think uh, I think Circus might be able to uh, come aboard and and uh, have some fun with it, but mm-hmm. maybe kind of uh, again he's he's only directed a handful of things, so maybe he'll be able to put his own unique visual stamp on this movie and kind yeah. of. Uh, give himself like a signature look for films going forward perhaps yeah that'd be nice if this was kind of like his you know big movie that kind of pushes him into huge director status you know yeah I'm definitely interested like I said I know the majority of people out there probably didn't enjoy Venom the way you and I did but yeah, uh, maybe we're just easy marks yeah <laughs> maybe I mean I don't know I'm, I'm optimistic for this one I feel like Andy Serkis he knows his CG effects he's going to be able to put a spin on this like no one else could even think of. So I think I think we're in for some good stuff. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, it, he also came out and said that Tom Hardy is is involved in writing the movie. Oh, interesting. Which is, I mean, he had a pretty unique uh, voice for the character. <laughs> so you might as well get him, keep him involved, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm I'm curious. Has he done any other writing work that we know? Of? I need to double check. I think he was involved in the writing process on that that show he had on FX, the uh, the taboo show that he did. Um, uh, with uh, uh, Ridley Scott, he oh, okay. he teamed up with Ridley Scott, and they 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 both were like executive producers in that show. Okay. And I think Hardy, I don't think he wrote a full episode, but I think he was involved in the in the scripting process because his character was very unique, and I think he was at the very least in charge of his character and, and the way that his character was given dialogue and things like that. Okay, but I, I do need to double check that. 
Yeah, because that'd be that'd be interesting. I mean, yeah, like you said, he definitely did give it a very unique uh, spin on the character. Yeah, so. and if, if I'm wrong about that, uh, feel free to rip me a new asshole on Twitter. That's what, <laughs> that's what it's there for. Uh, okay, so we had just mentioned uh, that we had both started watching The Boys on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, so interesting news on that front because... Uh, uh, well, he's not really a star of the, of the show, but he's in the first episode, hmm. and he was the inspiration for the character in the comic book. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost uh-huh. have sold a show to Amazon really? called Truth Seekers about a team of paranormal investigators. Hmm. That sounds interesting. That sounds very interesting, especially if it comes out <laughs> right around the time of the new Ghostbusters. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but it, uh, I think it's supposed to be like a, like a half-hour comedy kind of thing. Okay. And uh, as someone who... I'm a, I, Sure, I speak for all of us. But the the comedies of Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are pretty well known. Yeah, they're they're pretty legendary. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's pretty cool. And again, like I said, I mentioned that uh, that connection that that Simon Pegg has with the boys, which mm-hmm. is really cool. I don't know if you've seen the comic book version of it. No. no. But the 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 Huey character mm-hmm. is is a dead ringer for Simon Pegg, like a la <laughs> 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he was like the visual inspiration for it, and he was very honored by that. And he was it was all done with his blessing and things like that but that's cool obviously now that shows a bit uh he's a bit old for that part now mm, sure yeah <laughs> and i'm sure we'll get a chance to talk about the boys uh, down the road yeah that'd be good another amazon announcement mm-hmm. this is interesting to me i don't know how you f- you'll feel about this okay but it's also been announced there will be a new series based on the horror sci-fi classic event horizon interesting this movie starred uh, sam neill and Lawrence fishburne and it was basically the gateway to hell in space <laughs> and it was fucking cool yeah it was a it was quite an interesting movie it's like i said it's a classic i you know this is one of those movies that i don't a lot of people haven't seen or yeah. or, or they missed it initially and they, they picked it up on home video or they, mm-hmm. they ran they ran across it like you know over cable or something like that yeah. and it's it, it's one of those one of the more recent films that's kind of grown into into a cult classic status yeah definitely i was gonna say that so this, this series is being brought to life from uh, director and producer uh, Adam Wingard, mm-hmm. who most notably is of, of Blair Witch fame. Okay. Yeah. So I think that'll be something to keep our eyes on. I'm, I'm definitely yeah. curious about it. <clears throat> you know, for me, the Blair Witch hasn't held up as, as, as well as it has for some people. Sure, yeah. Um, but I, I'm a big fan of Event Horizon. Yeah. <laughs> and if you can figure out a way to tell that story for a new generation I, I think I'm okay with that yeah because be that movie had some crazy visuals oh yeah it was super trippy just I don't know some of those scenes were just like what's even going on oh yeah I mean there's a lot of that in the movie you're just like what the fuck yeah it's, it's pretty out there but it was good <laughs> it was it was pretty good so fingers crossed that pans out yeah now for something that will segue into the big part of the show alright Roger. Yes. They dropped that Titans season two trailer. Oh, they did. <laughs> yeah. So Titans, the, I guess it's fair to say it was like the, the, the breakout hit of the DC Universe app. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Season one, long in the books. Mm-hmm. This is the show <laughs> that I mentioned that fell off my radar. I yeah. watched the first episode and then completely forgot about it. Yeah. yeah. So now I have to go back and watch it because season two is coming real quick. Yeah. It was right around the corner. What right, was it? right in the beginning of September. September, yeah. Yeah, early September. September six or nine. I guess, I, one of the two. I thought two. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> but I could be wrong about May, that. I don't know. It's on my calendar somewhere. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll figure that out and get you guys the info. Sorry. <laughs> uh, what was your reaction to the trailer? You watched all of season one. Yeah, yeah. 
and I, you know, I really liked season one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like it was, you know, definitely the, a grittier take on the characters, which I know for some people was a little off-putting, especially in the trailer. But I feel like once people, you know, actually gave it a chance, sat down and watched it, everybody I knew that was, like, really into DC characters was like, oh, wow, you know, th- they're doing something different, but mm-hmm. it, it's it's interesting. You know, we're following it every week. Uh, you know, my girlfriend and me watched it as soon as it dropped every time, so... It was it was definitely entertaining, and I feel like it did justice to the characters. Yeah, and I feel like just uh, for anyone who, who may not have listened to to previous episodes of the show, uh, Roger is very much in the bag for Titans. You you are a Titans fan. Yes, I you am. are in particular a Nightwing fan. I am. Yes. So this this shows speaking to you. Yeah. And yeah. if they're going to do anything to offend, you're going to be offended. <laughs> I will be. If they mess up Nightwing, I will never forgive them. And and you said the first <laughs> season worked out great. Yeah, first season. I mean, there was no no hints of Nightwing yet, which I was hoping they'd kind of drop something here or there. But so far, it's just been completely, you know, Dick Grayson as Robin, kind of coming into his own, realizing that Jason Todd has kind of replaced him as Robin. So there's kind of two Robins right now, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, it's it's a cool take on it. Definitely a lot darker, a lot grittier. But, you know, I don't feel like it's ever like, I don't want to say that it's not over the top, but I don't feel like it's just like done for no reason. You know, it mm-hmm. felt like everything felt semi-realistic to the point of where like yeah if you're gonna get attacked by these kind of people you're probably gonna beat the shit out of them (laughs) yeah (laughs) like uh yeah it definitely you know it's it's not the same fun loving dick grayson that we're used to it's definitely kind of like a almost ptsd level dick grayson after dealing with so much crap with batman for all these years so it's it's an interesting take on it and i'd like to see if his character develops as kind of learning to let go and become more fun-loving again. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. Now, and as I mentioned, I've only seen the... I, I, I watched the first episode, and I mm-hmm. did like it. Yeah. Uh, it, it, last, it it left an impression on me, but I, I think I was watching during school, and I just got overwhelmed <laughs> with things. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it slipped right off the radar for me, mm-hmm. which is now means I have to hurry up and watch it before school starts again. There you go. Um, which I'm looking forward to. That'll yeah, be something yeah, good, yeah. To do, good to do, good to watch, get, watch because... I watched the trailer and I was really intrigued by what they what they have coming up. It looks like they're doing some cool stuff. Um, yeah, they're, it looks like they're interpreting a lot more of the comic book, comic books than I thought they would. Yeah, yeah. You know, I know I know Deathstroke was in season one, but it looks like they're bringing in Ravager for season two. <clears throat> yeah, well, actually, and, Deathstroke wasn't in season one. Oh, he wasn't. No, no, not at all. Um, I don't know if they were going to make reference because I know the first season ended like one episode short. Well, for some spoilers, reason. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> But no, he wasn't. He's not the main uh, villain of the first. Season. Okay, maybe I just had read. Maybe at, at some point I had gotten the. I must have read the casting announcement for for oh, Isai okay. Morales as, yeah, as yeah, Deathstroke, yeah. Deathstroke and yeah, thought that, that came maybe out a while ago. Yeah, that's. That I feel like that's such old news. Yeah, I must. I must have just smushed that into season one. Yeah, possibly. Okay. All right. Well, right on. Yeah. Uh, mild spoilers for season one of Titans, folks. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's not Deathstroke. <laughs> Hey, fair enough. Now, now I can be like, oh, well, who is it? Shit. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So watch it. It's good. It's got to be Trigon, right? I mean, Raven's in it. Yeah. All right. Okay. okay. <laughs> Spoiler warning. <laughs> if you're a fan of Titans, I think you're going to get there anyways. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. If you know what's going on, you know who it is. So. Isn't... Now, now I've got to rewatch the first episode because I feel like I've forgotten too many details already because I'm like, wait, wasn't so-and-so in this too? Okay. Anywho, now I got like I, I have homework yeah, is, yeah. What, is what I'm getting at. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, since we're since we're on DC right now, sure, yeah. we should talk about um, what they're up to. And, and we're not talking about DC and films. Mm-hmm. We're talking about kind of like just in the way that 
Marvel used 22 different movies to build up to Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the CW's used, what, seven seasons of Arrow and The Flash and yeah. all these other TV shows to build up to the, the kind of the grand opus of the DC universe. Yeah, definitely. Which is Crisis on Infinite Earths. Mm-hmm. And with that, we will lead into what we are calling the Crisis of Infinite Rogers. Yeah, I'm already crisising as one person. Imagine infinite crises. And Infinite Rogers <laughs> with infinite crises. Oh yeah. my God, so many crises. It's going to be a tough time. <laughs> well, so we wanted to do this because there there is so much casting information coming out. There's there's yeah. so many characters, so many special appearances, uh, so many tips of the hat to DC heroes of yesterday, yeah. different iterations from from years ago. Mm-hmm. And I thought Roger Roger in particular, I think thought because you were really kind of like the driving force behind this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let, let's get all this out there. You know, yeah. what's what's confirmed, what's what's still a rumor, what's what's been completely debunked. Yeah. And I don't know which order you want to go in, but I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it over to you. Yeah, actually, it's funny enough that's the exact order that I had it. So <laughs> <laughs> I might have peeked at your page. Yeah, that, that's possible. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I mean, we basically wanted to get this out because I know in uh, maybe the past one or two episodes we've been dropping things here and there that we've been seeing on the internet. And it's like, oh, this guy's in it. Oh, actually, he's not in it. And we just wanted to kind of clear it up as much as possible. So pretty much I was trolling the internet. Just every comic book site I could find, entertainment site that has any sort of announcements on it. And kind of cross-checked whatever I could. So I broke it down into a a confirmed, a rumored... uh, I guess along the rumored would be like kind of rumored, but there's no details on it. Um, and then the completely debunked through one reason or another. So uh, starting off, the uh, one of the big pluses for the uh, Crisis event is that Marv Wolfman, the co-writer of the original Crisis on Earths, is actually co-writer. Or yeah, he's one of the, he's, he was the writer of the original. Is, right, uh, right. Co-writing this crossover event. So I mean, just in that alone, we're gonna get you know just aspects of the original in their truest form you that's know, pretty just cool with that with that influence in well, and it went, it, it just, just a great homage to the yeah to the writer of that story yeah definitely so i thought that was a pretty cool just opener it's gonna be co-written by the original writer i'm like oh that's off the bat we're in for good, some good stuff <clears throat> so going along with the uh confirmed stuff we have uh characters that have that are already in the arrowverse so we have Brandon Ruth, who's currently Ray Palmer, the Atom, mm-hmm. on Legends of Tomorrow. He will be Kingdom Come Superman. So he's getting back into his Superman tights. That's right. I, you know, I'd forgotten that he was doing the Kingdom Come version. Yeah, yeah. That's when, uh, for the Comic-Con announcement, he unbuttoned the shirt and right. he had the Kingdom yeah, Come the, logo the, the underneath. The black background. Yeah, the, the black the, the red the line across. Yeah, yeah. so... The, everybody lost their minds over that, which, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. It was just one of those things where it's like... You know, he always got kind of a bit of flack for playing that original Superman role. Uh, I don't know if it was very much his fault or the the script he had to work with or if he just didn't make a convincing Superman. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've even seen that. Yeah, it, it, I don't think it's his fault that, I, I that movie's either. not good. Yeah. I think he's a fine Superman, mm-hmm. uh, but that's a terrible script. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, it's just not a good movie. Yeah, because, I mean, you see his character on Legends of Tomorrow. He's definitely good at playing the Boy Scout, you know. Well, 
You know, the Adam's a character that I've always was was a, was a fan of and thought was an underrated uh, character in the DC universe. <laughs> I've not been thrilled with their interpretation on, on Legends. But no, no, no. His his Ray Palmer isn't very much the Ray Palmer of the comics, but definitely he's he's the he's the goody goody Boy Scout. Character yeah, no, that's that. that's for sure. I, I guess I was always just kind of bummed out for a while too because it's it's like they turned him into kind of like a lame Iron Man knockoff who happens to get really tiny. Yeah, it's like yeah. they, they smushed Iron Man and Ant-Man Ant together. <laughs> and it's like, what? Yeah, it was kind of an interesting take on it. Um, I mean, eh, it is what it is. It is. And he's fine in the role. And like, yeah. you know, I think we've talked about it before. Legends of Tomorrow has completely embraced its campiness. Yeah, so it, it works and he, he's fine on it. So I, I don't mean to be critiquing him. No, no, that's fine. I, I think, you know, yeah, he does. He, he's fun. I like, I like his character mm-hmm. a lot. So, so we got that coming back. So it'll be interesting to see him uh, coming back as a Superman. Um, another character who uh, is from uh, the Flash series, Tom Cavanaugh, is going to be playing Pariah. And this is a character I had to look up because I completely yeah. forgot who the fuck they were. <laughs> so yeah, apparently Pariah it works for the Anti Monitor. Yeah, and he'll be some. I guess he'll be some version of Harrison Wells. Is is mm. what we're speculating on the yeah. internet at least. Yeah, I'd imagine. I mean, just you know, that's Tom Cavanaugh is Harrison Wells. I guess. In yeah, every I, well, you know, <laughs> I have I have a lengthy list of complaints against the Flash TV show, <laughs> uh, but I like Cavanaugh, and they yeah. always find something. Even if I don't agree with it, they always find something interesting for him to do. So, yeah, I agree. This, this works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've always liked his character. I wish they wouldn't, like, kill him off every season. <laughs> it's just kind of like, okay, I get it. He's going to come back next season. He's like the Kenny of The Flash. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. So that'll be interesting. Um, like I said, not, not a huge character, but definitely a, a callback to the original. Um, and uh, from Elseworlds, LaMonica Garrett is reprising the role as the Monitor and the anti-monitor and this is so this is the person who was on on the elseworlds Mm -hmm. series who was okay i believe so yeah he actually shows up basically at the end of every everyone's season finale oh really as kind of like a you know gathering the forces sort of thing you know (laughs) like here's what's happening with this is coming yeah 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 yeah. and uh I've I've really been dragging my heels but i will eventually get supergirl finished before the new season start yeah yeah but that that show's been wearing me out. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a little rough. I mean, like like I said, I I kind of stopped watching most of them. Um, I watched a little bit of Legends still, but even that, I'm kind of falling behind on. Unfortunately, I, you know, I, I I trudged through most of them, but it was not yeah. not joyous. It is a trudge. <laughs> it was not that joyous. Is a good description. The All one, right. the, it's, it's actually funny. The one I want to that I really enjoyed the, the most in its first season was mm-hmm. was Black Lightning. Yeah. Uh, which I didn't watch anything from its second season because. Uh, I knew it would be dropping on Netflix oh, okay. when it wrapped, so mm-hmm. I I have it, my, I have intentions to watch on Netflix <laughs> yeah, yeah. because I did enjoy the hell out of Black Lightning season one. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, that was definitely one that I was uh, pretty pretty happy with how they had the characters and everything. Yeah, and I think I think I liked how it was separate from the Arrowverse, mm-hmm. which which to me was important because the Arrowverse was getting a bit crowded. Yeah, that's true, and uh, I felt like it is definitely more of like a, a grittier, realistic take mm-hmm. on like you know inner city neighborhoods and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it it was a cool angle that you know we hadn't really seen even in you know some of the other Arrowverse shows, even in Arrow where you would think you'd have room for that kind of stuff, never really explored it. So it was kind of a cool take, but uh, but yeah, we'll get to that later too. Uh, okay, and another confirmed, we have uh, Burt Ward the 1966 Batman Robin 
<laughs> interesting. This is yeah. interesting. Yeah, because he's he's confirmed in it. He's going to be in it. Um, so I saw multiple sites confirm that he is in the Crisis crossover. We just don't know who he's playing. Right, so okay. So we don't know if it's going to be an older version of Robin, uh, you know, Dick Grayson, or if it's going to be just another character and they're just kind of using Burt Ward as kind of a, a callback character that we all know but playing a different dc character possibly i saw theories that it might be uh, an elseworld alfred or something like that so uh, there's there's different ways they could go about it they might give it to us that you know it is dick grayson which would be cool right right but, um, right. but we have no other details on it we just know burt ward is in it as a character yes <laughs> so there's that yeah i'm looking at a website right now and it just mm-hmm. says We'll, we'll guest on Batwoman. <laughs> that's all <Yeah>. it says. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the only confirmation we have. So I believe it was a... I uh, can't remember who from, from Batwoman. I don't, I don't think it was Ruby Rose, but somebody confirmed on the show that Burt Ward was going to be on it. So we'll see. It'd be nice if he did play Robin, Dick Grayson, but, you know, we'll, we'll take whatever we got. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and probably my most hype favorite announcement. I, I think this was everyone's favorite yeah. <laughs> announcement. This this dropped over the weekend, and I think uh, all of us were kind of like, oh, yeah. what's happening? This was a uh, you know a gasp from everyone. Kevin Conroy, the animated series and beyond uh, voice actor of Bruce Wayne slash Batman, will be playing Bruce Wayne. That's so perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and that's so great. Um, I, I think I've mentioned it before on the show, and I know I'm not the only person, yeah. but when I read a Batman comic, it's his voice. <laughs> that's the voice every it's time. It's his voice. He's, <laughs> that, that character is, is now, in my mind, set in stone as, as the voice of Batman slash Bruce Wayne, and I yeah. have no problem with that whatsoever. Yeah, no, it's great. So when I saw that, I was like, this is perfect. I think this is his first live-action adaptation as Bruce Wayne. Oh, also. it's so cool. So it's really cool, and... From what we're getting, obviously he's going to be playing an older Bruce Wayne, which some people have theorized it could issue a Batman Beyond universe. The only the only reason why I don't want this rumor to be true <laughs> is because I still like hold out hope that they'll get Michael Keaton for the older Batman in the Batman Beyond universe. <laughs> that would be pretty. Because that would be the greatest. That would be. <laughs> That would be so fucking. He rad. would play the greatest grizzled Bruce Wayne, <laughs> but Conroy can do it too. Because I mean, yeah. he, you know, he obviously he did the voice of the older Batman on uh-huh. Batman Beyond. So I mean, mm-hmm. we know he can be cranky, persnickety Bruce Wayne. He just gets mad at you, starts yelling, then he just falls asleep in his chair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that, was, that whole series was awesome. So I think it'd be really cool uh, if there was some sort of Batman Beyond reference there, or. You know, they mentioned Terry or something. I don't know. Anything, really. But a Terry McGinnis casting would be fantastic. That would be great. So they, so what do we have in the rumor mill? So rumor mill, moving on. There are rumors that um, Mark Guggenheim, the uh, producer, has been trying to get Smallville characters into the crisis event. Right. Now, one of the rumored characters was that he had Tom Welling on board. Uh, obviously Tom Welling of Smallville Superman fame, Clark Kent. Um, but there's nothing nothing certain on this one. There hasn't been... There, there's been a few sites that say it's rumored that it's true, so it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a higher chance of rumor, but no confirmations yet from anybody. 
Well, clearly, I mean, Tom Welling is very busy. <laughs> a lot of different, you know, uh, uh, pots on the fire there. Um, I, I can understand if he can't make it onto the show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the last thing he was on was Lucifer. And, I mean, obviously he's down for another DC show. So. <laughs> DC's keeping him keeping him employed, apparently. So. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're fans of him. So, I mean, that'd be great to have him back because, you know. He, he's iconic from, you know, back in the day, Smallville. So that'd be awesome to see him on the show again. Uh, it'd be cool to see what kind of role he would play on there. Yeah, and there, there were rumors, too, about, about Michael Rosenbaum coming back to reprise his role as, as Lex from Smallville, which uh, was an interesting rumor, but has been debunked, yeah. I believe. Yeah, that one that one's in, in the debunked section, unfortunately. But uh, what was interesting, so let me, let me, let yeah, me yeah, go for postulate this at you. <laughs> Once upon a time... Mm. Michael Rosenbaum was the voice of the Flash. Really? On uh, Justice League uh, Unlimited. Oh, you're right. And he was super good. <laughs> so how kind of right. fun would it be if he just popped up as the Flash, as a multi multiverse Flash? That would be interesting. <laughs> hey, he, he he's got two outlets here. He does. He, he he could be completely throwing this like, oh, like I'm not Lex Luthor. Like, what what are you guys talking about? I and I don't want I don't want to. Again, we're we're gonna go over this list completely. Yeah. <laughs> but I, there there's a big part of me that hopes that like they don't announce everything. Yeah. I, I I do want surprises. Mm-hmm. So like that kind of surprise yeah. would be like oh, oh, whoa yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like you think it's going one way and then yeah. it's over here. Like, so. like I said, like like, <laughs> like let's say they pulled out like a so, like a dump truck full of cash for Michael Keaton to be yeah. in the show for ten seconds. Yeah. That would be one of those like I don't want to know about it ahead of time. Yeah, I want to have like a massive would, heart attack watching it. That would be great. Oh, okay. <laughs> Come on, let's get nuts. Sorry, please continue. (laughs) So we have that one. And uh, let's see, another one we have that I've only seen this rumored on like maybe one or two sites, but there have been rumors of a possible Mark Hamill as the Joker. Now we've seen Mark Hamill on The Flash already. Yeah, he's been the trickster. So it wouldn't be outside the realm of possibility that they could get him back into this crossover and being that they have kevin conroy as bruce wayne it would kind of be cool to see a mark hamill as the joker definitely um whether or not that's gonna happen we'll have to see but this is one rumor that's been thrown around i don't know if it's based on just the fact that they got kevin conroy and that mark hamill's been on the flash or if you know somebody knows something but that'll be cool to uh kind of see how that unwinds also and one of the other rumors that i've heard is that i think i don't know if there's been any references before i feel like it's kind of been floating around for a while but david ramsey who plays john diggle on arrow may be the john stewart green lantern that's interesting yeah so that would be cool uh i think i'm not sure in the elseworlds crossover uh, wasn't there a reference to it like i said i, ha- I haven't watched that one there, yet, there have so. been passing references uh, to green lantern off yeah. and on for like i feel like the last four or five years oh yeah but it's like it's like something that either they they haven't been able to pull the trigger themselves or dc's been like don't do that yeah so it would be really cool to see him as you know a different universe's uh uh, yeah, I, f- I forget whether it was on uh, Arrow or F- or Flash, but one of the, like one of their f- towards the end of one of their season finales, or it might have been in a season finale. Like the big the big battle took place at uh, Ferris Air Airfield. Oh, okay, there you go. And it's like you know, oh cool, another reference to you know like a Hal Jordan Green yeah. Lantern kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
and I think you're right. I think there was a was a John Stewart reference mm-hmm. in in Elseworlds. Yeah, As, you know. So I mean, they've they've teased us before with lanterns. They, we'll, they've we'll, planted it there. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, it would definitely be be cool to see him because I, I think he'd be great at playing that character. He's definitely I think got the chops for it. So it'd be interesting. Um, so kind of more rumors, but a little less rumors but just more so that we just don't have any details on them. Mm-hmm. But maybe possibly rumors, too. We don't know. Nothing's for sure yet. Um, <clears throat> one of the things, I believe it's been confirmed that there will be characters from Black Lightning crossing over into Yeah, I know. Uh, Cress William, the actor who plays Black Lightning, he said mm-hmm. that he will be there in some capacity. Okay. So, so we do have some sort of uh, Black Lightning crossover into the Arrowverse. So that'll be cool to see also. Right. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if that kind of leads into Black Lightning coming into the Arrowverse, mm-hmm. or if it's just going to be kind of a one-time crossover thing. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, I think it'd be interesting either way. Uh, it'd be good to have him on the show. Uh, another uh, another rumor, this one I heard at first, but now I, I've had trouble finding any further news on it, was that characters from Titans would be on the crossover event yeah i've heard this rumor too yeah it's it's there. interesting yeah and uh what's the best way that i thought about it i was like well it makes a certain amount of sense if they're gonna have Burt ward as robin yeah but you know who knows yeah it, it could go either way honestly i mean you know i, I feel like they could probably get it done if they wanted to. I just don't know if they want to go in that direction. Mm-hmm. I don't know if maybe they want to keep that separated. But, I mean, if they're bringing over Black Lightning into it, I don't really see a huge reason why they would specifically say, okay, no no characters from you know DC Universe app are going to be right. in the CW, right? Right. So, you know, I think that'd be cool to see. Uh, like I said, definitely I, I would love to see a... <laughs> uh, Dick Grayson, you know, just uh, meet each other. Yeah, that, I think that'd be the the most fun of, of the the most fun potential of the yeah. crossover would be these characters meeting other versions of themselves and interacting and seeing how, you know, how different they are. Yeah, yeah. So that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Um, so yeah, we'll see about that one. And the third no details rumor that I have, but that seems like it could be a pretty big possibility is that there's going to be some references to the DCEU, meaning the DC movies that have been coming out. Oh, really? Yeah, I've been seeing that there could be passing references or even, you know, images of, you know, say Henry Cavill as Superman or things like that. So I read that on either one or two sites, and I'm like, that would be interesting if they, you know, finally want to put those two together. So I, I wondered about that. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it, I, I suppose it it depends. I I don't yeah. know how much special effects costs. <laughs> I don't know if DC Warner Brothers owns the likeness rights. But I mean, you could do. I mean, the technology exists. Mm-hmm. You put somebody in a mocap suit of similar height and stature, and you do yeah. like what they did in Rogue One mm-hmm. with Moff Tarkin and, and, and Princess Leia. Yeah, you can. Like I said, the technology exists. Whether yeah. you can actually get away with that and have living actors be yeah. okay with that, I don't know about. Yeah, <laughs> I think at this point it comes down to more probably uh, legal and monetary reasons yeah, yeah, as yeah. opposed to uh, not being able to either technologically or physically. 
Um, <clears throat> but either way, I think it'd be kind of cool if they referenced, you know, those versions of the characters in one way or another. Mm -hmm. Even if in just kind of a passing, they're kind of scrolling through some screen and you see, you know, just a, a clip of Ben Affleck Batman or, you know, Henry Cavill Superman or Jason Momoa Aquaman or something like that. You know? Right, right, right. Just some little passing offhanded thing where you're like, oh, you know, there they are. But um, you know, we'll see. We'll see how how true that rumor is. Uh, like I said, I only saw it on like one or two places, and it seemed like they they were kind of just making reference how they've been wanting to kind of merge everything together, and this might be the way to do it. So we'll see how that goes. Hmm. So that's everyone that is kind of more on the possible to confirm side. Now the uh, debunked, as far as we know, uh, like we were saying, Michael Rosenbaum. Uh, was originally rumored to be reprising his role as Lex Luthor from mm -hmm. Smallville, but uh, apparently that was debunked by him himself. Uh, there was a tweet that he made saying something along the lines of, oh, this is the first I've heard of this, and then he ats the actor currently playing Lex Luthor on Supergirl. Right, right, right. So it was it was kind of like, okay, well, I guess, you know, he's he's kind of outright saying, like, okay, yeah, that's that's not me. This is just pure rumor. Um, I would also love it if these actors on, on Twitter were just playing everybody for, for dum-dums. You know, I would <laughs> way prefer that. I, I kind of would just love to believe that actors just... They're just gonna mess with you. Well, because it, the, the, I thought about it uh -huh. uh, w w during the story. Now, obviously, I told you my my, my other thought about him playing the Flash. How yeah, fun yeah. that would be. <clears throat> that would be cool too. But it makes it does make a tad more sense visually for uh -huh. him to come back as as a Luthor. Yeah. What if he was coming back? I, I don't know how familiar you are with, with the original Crisis story. Okay. But what if he came back as Alexander Luther from like Earth, whatever? Yeah. And was a totally, you know, kind of like because Alexander Luther is like the good Luther. The good one. <laughs> <laughs> and how crazy would that be? That, see, that'd be pretty cool. Um, just seeing like a different take. Like he plays Alex Luther, but not the small. He's like, no, I'm Alexander Luther. Yeah. It's totally different. <laughs> I don't. <It's> like, <laughs> I don't shorten my name. I'm too cool for that. <laughs> I just, again, speculation. And, I mean, this is the richness of the DC multiverse. You know, yeah. uh, um, it's it's a... Both com both combo companies, DC and Marvel, have a rich tapestry. But but DC, one of the things I always enjoyed about them was, like, this, this, like, uh, this just legacy of characters that went back, yeah. you know, so many years. And uh, that, that was always something that I enjoyed about their characters quite a bit. And Crisis was it was a fun way to play with all the different iterations that existed. Yeah. So I, you know, it sounds like they're leaning into that, into that particular aspect that I enjoy the most. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it kind of feels cool because I mean, Crisis originally was was the event that kind of set the universe into motion to almost what it is today. You know, it got rid of a lot of the old stuff that just didn't really fly anymore, and it kind of unified origin stories and made things into you know what we kind of know the characters modernly as yeah it's 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 funny because i mean for a long time the crisis was viewed as the as the event that reset the dc universe in comics yeah um but it also it also there there were some characters where it didn't really it didn't really serve them best yeah they didn't do so then justice. later on dc <laughs> would do another event like this and then another event and then another event and that all eventually kind of led to the flashpoint and the rebirth and, and, and everything, everything that's been going on yeah, now all that stuff. so yeah, it, sure. it's 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 been a trick that DC's pulled, in my opinion, maybe one too many times. I think probably so. two too many times. Yeah, yeah. Like the, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I remember when they did it 
uh, in the '90s with Zero Hour, and like that yeah. was fun, I suppose. <laughs> but again, you try, you know, for every character you, you you do these events to fix, you end up sabotaging like a dozen more. Yeah. So it, they they never work out the way that you think they will. Yeah. You know, just... and then you have a creator come in who's like, "Oh no, I want to take all this." old mythology that you just threw out the window and incorporate it back, it back in, in, in and they're like, okay yeah. you do that and it's like that's not confusing to anybody cool yeah. yeah i remember you know even when uh new 52 rebooted this stuff i was picking up like you know all the secret origins mm-hmm. you know series which basically would go into like two or three characters uh and you know give their background say say how they became that character and it was funny because Sometimes even in the Secret Origins, it would contradict something that was like in an issue zero right. of the New Fifty Two series for that same character, and you'd be like, "All right, so which one is it?" Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, there. I mean, there's always been a little bit of uh, uh, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing, sort of thing. Yeah, and that's kind of the the trouble with the whole rebooting thing. Yeah, because a lot of times you have some of these writers going in there having more knowledge of these classic pre reboot characters. And then they're kind of going based off that as opposed to maybe something that just got written. You mm-hmm. know? So, you know, that, that's always one thing. But Yeah, no, I mean, it's... it's That event led to some, like, really great comic book moments and uh, historical... His, History-making comic book moments. <laughs> and uh, so, I, you know, I, the, yeah. There, but there's... It's just like anything in comic books. You can poke f- holes in all of it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's made up stories and it's made up by... by people who are fallible yeah you know, we all make mistakes sometimes sorry yeah yeah no definitely i mean you're you're working with a team of people and you can only have you know so much cohesion to where it's like okay there's not going to be any plot hole even though there's like you know hundreds of people working on these comics yeah exactly so. but uh yeah what so what else you got buddy to finish out the list actually uh i think this was something we had talked about before but seemingly debunked is linda carter coming back as wonder woman okay Okay. um this seems to have been debunked by exec producer uh, mark guggenheim himself i think his direct quote was i don't ever comment on casting but it always vexes me if an illegitimate outlet just makes stuff up (laughs) so he's kind of throwing shade to the guys that originally said oh linda carter's coming back as wonder woman I think we should start making things up so we can throw shade at us. <laughs> yeah, just just to get some attention. <laughs> Let's start that Jack Nicholson's coming back as the Joker rumor. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no one will believe that except maybe Brian Mitchell. Yeah, well, I mean, he'd be hopeful for sure. <laughs> Speaking of Pariah. But yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. So, um, so that's kind of unfortunate. I think it would have been cool to see just all these classic DC characters coming back. Um, then again, I don't think anyone's kind of... Uh, Really complaining that there's no uh, what was it '80s Superboy or <laughs> yeah I mean there there had to be a, a, a line somewhere I, you know I don't know exactly what 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 characters they have access to over there yeah. at the CW I mean I would I would have been totally happy just watching different iterations of yeah. of characters that already exist within the CW that Arrow universe Arrowverse sure, yeah. um, but it's kind of cool that they're they are expanding it out a bit and that we are getting uh, that you know we have at least at least two Superman because Taylor Hoechlin will be back he'll be back also yeah. uh, to be the Superman for the Supergirl series mm-hmm. we have Kingdom Come Superman mm-hmm. if Tom Welling shows up that's three Supermen so I mean yeah you know give me Crisis on Infinite Earths you know it's, <laughs> it's a multiverse story give me multiples of as many characters as we can get I, and I think I'll enjoy it yeah and I think one of the big things too is that these are only the uh, the characters that we know of 
that are kind of outside of the Arrowverse kernel. Right. It could be possible, like you were saying before, that we have characters already in the um, you know Arrowverse playing different roles, kind of like how we were saying possible David Ramsey as you know Green Lantern, yeah. or you know how we have Brandon Ruth doing Kingdom Come Superman. So there could be more, and they just haven't announced it, which would be cool to see. Also, you know, there's a lot of characters in this universe that could play different characters. So yeah, definitely. I mean. Uh, I mean, I think that'll be the most fun is just is to see who some of these supporting characters mm-hmm. are yeah. across the multiverse. If they're if they are their own superheroes, if they're you know, just kind of shake them out a little bit different. Like yeah, yeah. like maybe maybe in some multiverse somewhere, Vibe isn't a total loser. Like he's in the fun. No, that was mean. That was so mean. We love you, Cisco. <laughs> oh, Cisco Ramon, how cool I used to think you were yeah. for one or two seasons. <laughs> Very true. Um, I, I do have some some information on the dates of the series. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that I can share. Uh, the crisis CW's Crisis on Infinite Earth. The air dates. Okay, so the five part crossover begins on Sunday, December eighth at eight p.m. with Supergirl, which will be airing an hour earlier than usual. It continues the next night on Monday, December 9th at eight o'clock as well, and that will be on Batwoman. Okay. Then the Flash will take care of part three on Tuesday, December tenth at eight p.m. Now, here's the part that sucks. Then you have to wait a month. Oh, no. And uh, the crossover will end in a two-hour double-episode special of Arrow taking place on January 14th. And there will be a closeout episode. I guess the two-hour episode counts as one episode because it said five parts. Mm -hmm. Uh, So then the next one that closes out with uh, Legends of of Tomorrow. Tying it all together. Tying it all together. So technically, six hours worth. Oh no no no! You know what? I'm sorry. They they're playing it. They're playing Legends after Arrow. So that's that's the two hour block. It's Arrow then Legends. Okay, so they're eight just kind of eight at eight a.m. eight p.m. and then nine p.m. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so five that's hour what the event. Five hours. Okay. Yeah. Think, so that's pretty cool. That. But yeah. I mean, it's really dragging that shit out. <laughs> no. <I'd, laughs> Well, I mean, it's funny. I mean, we know this is Arrow's final season. I think sure. we're all pretty much on board with uh, Oliver Queen sacrifices himself to save the the multiverse. Basically, I mean, that's that's got to be it. So I'm assuming that's also the date of the final episode of Arrow. Yeah, unless they're going to waste our time with like his funeral episode one week later. Yeah, no, we we don't need that. Just no, we don't need it. But I'm sure they'll give it to us. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's supposed to be a short season anyway, right? It is supposed to be a short season. I'm I'm curious too because it seemed like. I, I don't know if you watched Arrow last season. No, I didn't. I, I so th- they shifted from from flashbacks to flash forwards. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, I saw that. And it seemed like the flash forwards were almost like a like some kind of like backdoor pilot for a new Arrow series that's set, you know, twenty years from now, I suppose. But sure. I don't know. I, I I haven't bothered to follow up if that was a rumor or if that was anything. If there's any speculation beyond that. Yeah. But that's a pretty comprehensive list you just gave us, Roger. Yeah, that's that's about all I could find. Uh, like I was saying, I scoured this for about an hour and a half, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's hard to sort through what's rumor, what's truth, yeah. you know, what's wild speculation on the internet, or what, what's just like fan theory. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I tried to, you know, avoid as much fan theory as possible just because, you know, anyone can be like, oh, dude, what if this, you know? So Right, exactly. Th- this is as comprehensive as I could make it just based on everything we had. So hopefully that clears things up for you. Well, I, this leans in a, a bit into a, a fan theory, but this is more like fan wish fulfillment. But I was yeah. curious, <laughs> like, what, what, what are you? 
Is there somebody you're really hoping to see on like pop up on the show? I mean, honestly, I think like we were kind of alluding to earlier, uh, some sort of casting for Terry McGinnis would be awesome of Batman Beyond, you know, just to see that. I mean, we just haven't seen... We, we've seen kind of current era stuff. We've seen a little bit of past era stuff from Legends of Tomorrow. You know, we've had Jonah Hex on there, which was kind of cool. Yeah, it was, that was cool. I did like the Jonah's episodes. Yeah, those were always fun. But we haven't seen a whole lot of future. Uh, a couple episodes here and there from, uh, like I said, Legends, where they kind of go into a, a bad future kind of situation, um, which kind of gave me a, like a Future's End vibe from, you know, the right comic on. series. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think it'd be really cool if they explored that route of, you know, the Terry McGinnis, Batman Beyond, futuristic Batman, and they could totally make it like a, a sci-fi series or mm-hmm. something, you know, like just something along the lines of like just futuristic with different problems, different technology, just crazy crazy new and i think that's something that they need to really spice things up oh i got my my pre-order in for the for the upcoming release of the batman beyond uh, blu-ray set oh yeah so uh, obviously i'm I'm a fan of of terry mcginnis and batman beyond i I can't wait to revisit that series yeah yeah uh so i I kind of agree with you i think in my nerdiest hope of hopes (laughs) if i can't get like the green lantern core yeah i think the next best thing for me would probably be a, a, a dead on version of, of Booster Gold and Blue Beetle oh, yeah, no, I think actually, I would eat that up that would be awesome because they've made reference to Ted Cord multiple times yeah Cord Industry features prominently as, as, as a company that's typically ripped off on episodes of The Flash yeah. they usually have some technology stolen by supervillains yeah so <laughs> it's definitely Ted Cord exists in that universe but maybe just not as Blue Beetle that would be really cool to see him I, they had the opportunity to bring him in on Legends I feel they just never went that route they never went that route well I mean to be fair Legends really bot- botched um, the Rip, Rip Hunter, Hunter. Yeah. you know they really did a, a piss poor job in my opinion of, of interpreting Rip Hunter yeah, so, especially the second season. This, uh, but I, you know, I always love the fan rumors that like Nathan Fillion and Alan Tudyk were going to be Booster and 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 uh, how perfect Beetle. would that? I mean, be, it's, <laughs> in my head, that's the most dynamic duo possible. There but you uh, I, yeah, that's total. Like, how out of the blue would that be? If those two just popped in just for a second, they just pop in the screen, they pop out like, "What's going on here? Let's get out of here! Fuck it!" Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> it would be so ridiculous. It'd be I awesome. would. I would turn the TV off immediately. Like, I can't get any better than that. I'm yeah, done. We're done. You win, DC. You win. <laughs> well, do they? Because they're not going to get my money anywhere. I, I won't watch. Well, they won for that one. <laughs> they win for that one. Until they announce that as an actual show. That would be cool. Oh, yeah. I, you Wish know, like I said, there's, there's so much that's rich in the DC universe that I'd love to see brought to brought to life. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorites actually is on Krypton right now. I mean, I love seeing, oh, yeah, yeah. I love seeing uh, Lobo up there, and I yeah. love seeing Adam Strange. And, I, you know, I've always... Again, the thing I've liked most about the DC universe is I've always been a big fan of like the super obscure characters. Yeah, I think they just have such a rich history in characters that you can, like, everybody has such a cool backstory, and you just kind of pull them into something new. You're like, oh wow, we haven't even heard of this character before. Like, what does he do? You know? Yeah, the other thing would be cooler on, uh, and I don't know, maybe you know, Krypton's only in season two. I don't know if I ever get to this point, but I'd love mm-hmm. to see Adam Strange put on like his his Ron uniform with the helmet and everything. I'd, I would. <laughs> I would, that's when I would lose my shit. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, speaking of which, uh, have you had a chance to check out Krypton yet at all, even season one? No, like I okay. said, I've been so behind on it. I just, 
I gotta season catch up two so has been spectacular. Yeah, I've been hearing good things about it. It's been really, really good. I mean, I really liked season one. Mm-hmm. Season two turned it up to 11. Sure, yeah. And uh, they have uh, two episodes left in the season, mm-hmm. and uh, it's going to be gnarly. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> good stuff. Funny. If people aren't watching, that that airs on the Sci-Fi Channel, I think, Wednesday night, so I think it's on tonight. Cool. The, as we are recording on a Wednesday night. Yes. You may not hear this on Thursday or Friday, but we are... Recording on Wednesday. <laughs> the cats of the bag. People might find us. Yeah, we're in the past. They might find the Tom Cave. <laughs> we'll track us down. They'll, they'll, we'll get, I got that giant Tyrannosaurus that'll just fall on their heads. It'll be great. <laughs> Splat. Uh, anything else you want to mention, Roger? Um, no, you know, I think we pretty much covered everything we had to say about Crisis. So. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, I think we're going to probably put a pin in it right here until... Until all the all the next pop culture news breaks, as soon as I hit the stop button, yep. and the shit hits the fan <laughs> every time. <laughs> That's usually how it goes. But I think we'll be back real soon. I think so too. All right, so we're gonna wrap it up. So bear with me here, please. If you are so inclined, write us a five star review on the on the iTunes and recommend us to your friends. Uh, small podcasts like this easily get lost in the mix, and those reviews go a long way to getting the word out about this awesome multiverse crushing podcast again you can follow the show at tomcast underscore popcast on twitter and at the tomcast underscore popcast on instagram thank you for listening and uh we will be back incredibly soon i hope (laughs) fingers crossed but i'm sure something's gonna happen soon and we can talk about it i imagine roger parting words um you know, be excellent to each other and party on. <laughs> and with that, we say ciao, babes. Make it so. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year! Yeah.